What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Menu TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we will be discussing the last episode of the season for Kindred, season one, episode eight, titled Alice. Oh my goodness, y'all. I'm on location again, as always, but this is the only way I can get them out to you during the week, you guys. Um, you know, work is work, and I gotta get my money, okay? I hope everybody is having a wonderful whatever week it is for you. Work week, play week, spring break week, whatever you're doing. I hope you're enjoying yourselves and you're being safe, okay? So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So, oh wait, before I get started, I just want to say thank you guys so much for sticking out this season with me. I know this has been a longer season than I anticipated as far as reviewing, considering that I started the show late, but... I want to thank you guys for listening still, okay? So, now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So, we start the episode off with Olivia. She is sitting in what looks like a living room with a lady named Regina, and I'm going to assume that this is Reggie's mom. We're in Brooklyn. It is 1989, and Regina congratulates Olivia because she heard the news. Reggie told her that they were having a baby and Olivia she's not too enthused because she was just like oh yeah like I don't think she wanted anybody to know this soon but of course maybe this is Reggie's first baby and so maybe he might have been super excited to tell Miss Regina what was going on and so Olivia tries to confide in Oh, and um, Olivia tries to confide in Regina that, you know, when her and Reggie first got married, they had kind of made the agreement that they were going to wait a little while before they had kids. Reggie was still in med school and she was still trying to figure out her life and what she wanted to do with it. Um, and so before she could even finish getting out how she truly felt about the whole situation, Regina cut her off. And... To me, y'all, Miss Regina, she seems matter very matter-of-fact about herself, like very self-assured, like, no, I'm right, I'm always right about these things, just because I'm older, you know? She gives me that type of vibe. But she tells her that being a mother or being a parent in general is about making sacrifices, not only for her, but also for Reggie as well because they have to provide for her grandson and she was like well we don't know if we're going to have a boy just yet and she was like well you know I I just have a sense about these things okay girl as you continuously smoke the cigarette around this pregnant woman but I'm gonna give you the grace that y'all were not aware of the hazards the smoking can cause to you know other people around you so I'm, I'm gonna let you have that so she was like yeah I just have a sense about these things and so then she goes on to say to Olivia like she has the gall to say that maybe this baby is gonna slow her down because it was brought up that Reggie never deceived Olivia I don't know if maybe Olivia felt trapped at this point now because like I like I said before she had told Regina that they had made the agreement to wait but Reggie's still in med school and she hasn't figured her life out yet and now here she is pregnant and it was always 
the assumption well it's not even an assumption the real the real fact of the matter is once a, a woman gets pregnant or a girl gets pregnant we are responsible for that baby whether the father is involved or not okay that's that's the assumption that society has placed on us like that that's the stigma okay you know so i think uh olivia was just trying to like point that out to her you know and so she was like reggie didn't deceive you okay you kind of already knew what it was before y'all decided to get married or whatever and so then she was like being a parent you're going to have to make sacrifices that's what this game is about and considering the household that you grew up in i would think that you would want to slow down and she called her wild y'all regina called olivia wild <laughs> and she was like i'm only saying that because i knew your mother and so then we go into the backstory that when olivia was younger her mom basically just like ran out on her i'm not sure if she had brothers and sisters or not but she she abandoned olivia and so then um she was like you know now you have a chance to turn it around and you know do what you're supposed to do as a parent so you don't repeat the cycle and so then um that that was that she told olivia she, well she asked olivia to go to the store to go get her some uh go get her some candy and so before olivia leaves she was like you know what you never know this baby might end up saving your life and so as she's telling her that we flash back to the past and we know that dana is now trapped in on the plantation olivia is trying to get to her she's in this horse and carriage and she she's she's trying to go as fast as she can honey but the horse can only go as fast as fast as it can so it's a race against time at this point meanwhile kevin is still trying to chase winnie it looked like he done gained some ground on her though so hopefully he'll catch up to her soon but we'll see uh, y'all this episode is starting out pretty decent i don't like that regina i don't like regina though i don't like that lady but maybe she got some redeeming qualities about herself later on maybe she'll pop up later on in the episode we'll see so we pick up with Dana right where we left off with her on the last episode and that was when Sarah was telling her that she was going to be Tom's slave at this point and she was like no you're lying and she was like I guess this was your plan all along like so if you gonna run you basically need to run tonight um and try to go off wherever you sent Winnie to and the way that Sarah was talking to her, it was like, hmm, like, she was happy that Dana was going through this. Like, she wanted to see Dana suffer. Um, But I guess, I guess that could kind of be validated, I guess, because of what happened with luke because luke got sold off if dana hadn't come and tried to do all of this then luke probably wouldn't have got sold off and maybe she wouldn't have got in trouble in the first place i'm not sure but either way she's kind of like relishing in the fact that dana has to squirm at this point to try to get herself out of the situation so 
she tells her that and like i said she tells her that if she's gonna run she need to run tonight and she said that she only came up here because tom had told her to bring her some food and break the news to her and before she leaves she says you know before all of this happened this used to be a massa williams room and there was a lot of stuff that was going on within these four walls and she was like well I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted. And so then she gets ready to walk off and Dana was like, you don't know who you're messing with. <laughs> and so Dana ends up hurrying to go pack a bag and run downstairs. So I'm going to skip over to Kevin real quick. So Kevin finally has, I guess, caught up to Winnie. And um, Winnie done pulled a knife out on him, y'all. And so she was like, why are you following me? He was like, I just wanted to make sure that you were safe. And she was like, what do you want from me? You just going to treat me like the, you know, Master Tom treated me and all the other people that done treated me before. You ain't no different from the rest of them. And so uh, Kevin was like, I just want to make sure you're safe. And so she says, well, they cut my hair off uh, like I was a little boy. I'm going to run. I'm not going back to Tom's house because Kevin was like, whatever you do, don't go back to the house. She was like, I'm not going back there. I'm running. And so she tells him that since they cut her hair off to look like a little boy, she want his clothes because she left the the men's clothes that Olivia had tried to give her um, back at the cabin. So now since she's changed her mind and decided to run, she need his clothes. And so he was like... I I can't do that. <laughs> and she was like, now, I need your clothes now. So Kevin ain't gonna have no choice but to strip down if he want to live, I'm assuming. And so back over to uh, Dana. Dana is getting ready to leave the house. And before she gets ready to walk out the door, Nigel sees her. And he like, Dana, where you going? And she was like, oh, I got to go get Kevin. And he was like, oh, he ain't coming back, is he? And she was like, no, I don't think so. But I, I think he's in danger, so I got to hurry up and go find him, like, right now. And so then he brings up Luke and where he is because he still ain't came home. And that's not like Luke to not come home. And so, of course, he starts to get upset and she was like, I'm sure he'll be home in a little bit. Don't worry. Just go ahead and go to bed. You know, just trying to pacify him real quick so she can get out of there. And so he was like, you're lying to me. You know, N nobody's coming back. And so she was like, Shh, you know, trying not to attract any type of attention because she's trying to run. So I don't know if she's going to take Nigel with her because she was like, come on, Nigel, let's get out of here or let's go somewhere else. That's what she said. So. Hopefully, she's going to take Nigel with her so that, that he can run, too. Honey, if Sarah want to stay back there and be ugly and all of that stuff like she is, she can stay. She, uh, But uh, her daughter needs to come. Can Dana go back and get her daughter? I can't remember her name right now. What is her name? Oh, my God. I can't remember her name. Carrie. Dana, go get Carrie. Get Carrie, take Nigel, and then go on about your way. So we'll see what's going to happen with Nigel. So Kevin finally comes back to Olivia's cabin in his drawers. <laughs> One piece of clothing away from being butterball naked. And Alice is like, where is Winnie? 
And he was like, she got away. And so I was just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so he asked her where the clothes were that Winnie claimed were still there. And Alice shows him where they are. And so he ends up getting dressed. But as he's finishing getting dressed, y'all, Alice has been over there in the cut. She done grabbed his gun and done set herself down. And so by the time he turned around, he was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> what are you doing with that? And she was like, I'm doing what Mama Olivia told me. And I'm watching the door. Ain't nobody getting in. Ain't nobody getting out until she come back. And so she tell Kevin to sit down next to her. And he needs to go grab a weapon, honestly, because uh, Alice looked like she ready. I don't know what Kevin going to do. So back over to uh, Olivia and uh, Sarah. So Olivia goes to the cookhouse to try to see where Dinah is. She wants to have Carrie deliver a message to uh, Dinah. And so Sarah was like, no, what I'm going to do that for? I ain't never really liked that girl. And I ain't really liked you, to be honest. Because ever since y'all been around, it's been nonstop trouble. Basically, like, if if y'all would have just stayed wherever y'all was, everything would have been much better off. And she tells Olivia that Olivia came in and started saving that red-headed half-us babies. And she was like, if it wasn't for you, we would have been good a long time ago. But no, you had to come in and try to save that red-headed half of babies, meaning Sarah has been killing Margaret's babies. Y'all remember I told y'all that um, Margaret had had like five miscarriages, right? And so, or, well... So Sarah says that she had been taking care of Margaret way before Olivia had came into town or she appeared out of nowhere. And so I'm not sure if Margaret had the babies and then they they ended up dying or if she was giving Margaret something to cause her to miscarry. So basically Sarah is responsible for all of Margaret's uh, children passing away basically. And so, she also tells Olivia that if it wasn't for Dana popping up, because we remember that Dana was the one that saved Rufus, Rufus would have been gone too because she came in and flipped him over and had him face down in his bed that night. And so, Olivia's looking at her like, what in the hell? And so, Sarah was like, yep, now Dana gone, now Luke gone. Now, Margaret and her red-headed son is gone. And so, she was like, where where did Dana go? And she tells her, she was like, I don't know, um, but I told her to get. You know, I told her to uh, go run wherever y'all sent Winnie to. Uh, you know, because I, I realized that y'all was probably in cahoots together. I know you had something to do with it. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if y'all was related. I don't know why I didn't see it earlier. So she done made the connection that she's probably related to Dana. And so she was like, well, if you want to save Dana, your time is ticking because uh, I know Master Tom probably finna go look in her room in just a minute. And so when she's telling her that Tom, Tom comes in and he was like, what y'all talking about? 
And so they come up with excuses as to why they were having some idle chit chat, this, that, and the third. And so he was like, where's Dinah? And Sarah was like, I don't know. I'm assuming she probably still in the guest bedroom. And so he was like, did you tell her the news? And she was like, yeah, I told her the news. And then I, she was very distraught, of course. But I told her, you know, just think about it. And so then um, he was like, well, I looked in the guest bedroom and she's not there. And so then she told him to go look in Winnie's old cabin. And so he ends up leaving out. And so then uh, <laughs> Olivia's leaving and she ends up calling Sarah a snake because of all of the shit that she done done. And she was like, look, I'm the one that's been here because Olivia's like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And she was like, shame? What I'm gonna do with shame? I done been here confined to this place day in and day out, confined to this cookhouse. This is all I know. I don't know anything else. While you've been sitting over here being free, ripping and running, the forest like you you please okay as often as you please you come and go when you want while i'm stuck here so y'all need to leave so things can go back to being a little bit more normal you know time will be a lot easier on us i'm assuming i don't know maybe she maybe she feel like maybe she can kind of cut back in there and take margaret's spot for a split second until he finds him somebody else i don't know but either way, she wants Olivia to be gone, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I guess we'll have to see. So Dana is with Nigel and she's telling him that he was right. She doesn't think that Luke is going to be coming back. And so he was like, okay, well, if he's not coming back, you're leaving. Kevin's gone. I don't have anybody else here for me in my corner. Can I come with you? And so she was like, no. And I was just like, what the what? Like, I guess the only rationale behind that would be so he can learn how to read and be able to teach others how to read. Okay. But I was just like, what in the world? So it was y'all that it was so sad because he wanted to go with her so bad. And she was like, I can't take you with me. I can't take you to where I'm going, but you got to stay here. You have to learn how to read and write. You already know what letters look like. You know what sounds they make. I need you to learn how to read and write so you can teach Carrie how to read and write. And so just then as he's like, okay, they hear Tom coming and he's looking for Dana. And so I don't, I guess Nigel hurries up and hides, right? And so Dana hurries up and grabs all up all of her stuff. And then she throws it in her bag and puts the bag, like she hides the bag. But then she, um, she ends up grabbing her phone and puts her phone like in the crack of her drawers, right? Sorry. <laughs> that came out like I would normally say that. She put it in her underwear. Okay, so <laughs> gonna crack that drops. <laughs> so she has it just in time, and so Tom comes in and he was like, "I told you about reading in my presence. I told you not to read anymore, and because he had found a book that was sitting right there in the cabin, and so." 
he snatches up the book and she was like, I can teach you how to read. I can teach you how to read. He was like, what did you say to me? She was like, I can teach you how to read. It'll be our secret. I don't have to tell anyone. No one has to know, but I can teach you because it's clear that Tom don't know shit. Okay. So I thought that he was going to be like, okay, yank her up. Let me, you know, starve you for a few days. No, he grabs Dana and drags her to the shed and along the way she's yelling and screaming right it's loud enough for um olivia to hear her in the cookhouse and so she immediately looks at sarah and sarah was like i didn't know because olivia was like you liar you know you told me that she had left already and so sarah was like i didn't know i didn't know she was still here so he's grabbing her she's screaming he takes her to the shed y'all rips open the back of her dress rips open the back of her like t-shirt or her bra and he grabs a whip and y'all i had to stop looking after the first two because her crying was enough for me i didn't need to see what was happening after the last one i opened up my eyes because <laughs> it i was gonna get so upset like i started crying because it was just so traumatic y'all her back and i know that that's makeup but this shit happened in real life to people to slaves like to to us her back oh my god <laughs> like i wanted to kill tom like right there i wanted olivia to come in and just shoot him dead i wanted all all of them dana olivia and including sarah's evil ass to like just gang up on him and kill him right there like it hurt my heart so olivia comes in because dana has she she there's nothing she can do at this point but just grip into the ground that's all she can do and so olivia comes in and jumps on tom he like slings her off and I don't know if he's going to get ready to grab the whip again because she ended up grabbing like what well, they were struggling for the whip. And so she hurries up and she jumps on Dana to cover her. And as she's screaming Dana's name, we also hear Kevin screaming Dana's name. And this is when she starts to fade and she goes back to the future and so when she wakes up she's on the floor again in that same spot where she always comes back and she's screaming for kevin because her back is raw like you can see meat y'all <laughs> that scene was so triggering like i just yeah no i can't um but either way she's back now and i don't know if olivia came with her because olivia was covering her and so when they got ready to come back, like I said, Tom was going for the whip again. And I don't know if this was try if he was going to try to beat Olivia as well with it. But when he turned around, they were gone. So I'm assuming that Olivia is somewhere lost in time. So I don't know what's going to happen, y'all. It's getting good. I absolutely hated that scene. Um, ooh, yeah, I wish I could have skipped over that. So as Dana is waking up on the floor, we hear two different things going on. We hear Penny calling 
and she's leaving Kevin a voicemail because remember when when they were at the hospital Kevin had called her and told her to call him in a certain amount of time if they didn't talk before then so she called she can't get in touch with him she's been trying to get in contact with him he hasn't been answering she's left numerous voicemails to the point where now his mailbox is full Dana is getting up off the floor she's putting the phone on the charger and we're actually going back to how we got to this point at the beginning of the show so we see we saw her initially doing all of this stuff but it didn't make sense to us so she's putting the phone on the charger the phone is charging up now to the point where penny can now track kevin's location on his phone and so she's got an address and after we see that she's left enough voicemails for the mailbox to be full or whoever the mailbox is full we then see Nisi get on the phone and call her husband and she tells him that Nisi uh, not Nisi that Dinah is gone from the hospital and so at this point he done got frustrated because he was like who did she leave with and she tells him and he was like you know what if you're that concerned you need to call like the actual police and get them on this versus asking a retired person who's collecting a pension to do all of this work i ain't getting paid for this shit i'm tired of running around the city looking for dana she's 20 however many years old she is she looks way older than that to me but um she's 20 something years old at this point she's basically a grown woman you need to stop trying to prevent her from doing what she wants to do as a grown woman if she chooses to run off and go live her life that way with this guy and so after he done went on this whole diatribe about that she just hang up on him and so he was like hello hello (laughs) it's like well f you too then this is grounds for divorce my guy or at least separation i'll be talking to me about not trying to save my family stop it so we switch over to concerned neighbor y'all it's been a minute since we talked about the concerned neighbor so concerned neighbor is looking at her win- looking out her window and her husband carlo comes and he's just like look baby you got to go to bed sometime you ain't got no sleep like you're a mess stop stressing about it it's beyond us at this point you need to get some rest and so she was like i know but carlo i just i just don't like violence you know that where's my cat and so (laughs) as she's going to go be consoled by him they hear police pull up and she turns around and looks at him and she was like i thought you said you didn't call the cops so somebody called the cops i'm not sure if it was Nisi. i'm not sure if carlo was actually good on his work because remember him and the uncle had got into it and he was like bitch i am the police like play with me if you want to so i don't know who called the cops but either way now the cops are knocking on the door it's a whole mess and this is like i said where we began the season so now the police are knocking on dana's door and they're trying to come in with no warrant okay usually in these situations of course if one person 
well, I guess if the police are called in some states, somebody got to go to jail. Okay. So they're knocking on the door. Dana doesn't want them to come in. And he's like, well, there's a male and a female officer. And so the male is like, well, if you don't let us in, we're going to have to come in, you know, or if you don't come to the door, we're going to have to force ourselves in basically force our way in. So she's on the laptop she goes to the laptop and she emails Nisi or texts Nisi telling her that she's finally back at home and she needs her to come please hurry so after that well as she's doing that we see this guy officer starting to try to break the door down actively break the door down and so Dana's like wait hold on there's no need for that she comes to the door and she tells him that she was in the shower she was just trying to get dressed and so he immediately comes in, okay, starts looking around while the woman is a little bit more hesitant to kind of make her way in, okay, and so he's like, well, what's going on, are there any weapons or drugs involved here, and she's like, no, there's no reason for you guys to be concerned, there's nothing here, you know, that would put you guys in danger, we're not using any drugs, and so as, um, as she's doing that as she's talking to them we see penny she finally tracks the location she pulls up in her new nice well her nice car it's a pretty red car um uh, it looks like a porsche almost but either way she pulls up in her nice fancy red car and she's walking over to concerned neighbor and her husband and she's like excuse me do you know what's going on here and she was like oh it's just an ongoing situation with a new neighbor And so she was like, what do you mean situation? And so this is where like neighbor goes beyond like she oversteps her boundaries quite a bit. And she says, well, we're not quite sure, but there may or may not be drugs involved. And we know that one of their associates is pretty violent. And so now this definitely puts Penny on edge because she's like, what the hell is going on? Kevin, you know, introduces me to this girl. I don't really know her. He's been acting funny style. I know that he's been on this journey to stay sober. Like, it's just too too many question marks, too many questionable things going on. It's very suspect. And so, like I said, this puts her on edge. And so she um, starts to try to make her way into the house as well. So back over to Dana and them. So the police officers are still questioning her. And this, the at this time, the guy is kind of like looking around the house and Dana's trying to like, stop him because like I said he doesn't have a warrant what gives you the right to come in my house and kind of just like be looking around my shit did nobody ask you for all of that and so when she tries to go after him the woman stops her and is like are you moving in or out and so Dana was like in and so she tries to flip it you know trying to put Dana at ease while he continues to go be nosy and rummage through all of her shit so she was like, oh, me and my husband are thinking about moving to Woodland Hills, this, that, and the third. And so as this woman is talking to her, Dana is leaning up against the one of like the beams for the wall, the wall beam. And she winces in pain because remember, she still got all these lashes on her back. And so she winces in pain. And then as she comes up off of the frame, she leaves some blood on the frame of the door. And so this immediately catches the eye of the woman police officer. And so she's like, hey, get in here. You want to see this? And so he was like, is that blood? And so then he's asking Dana to lift up her shirt and show the back of her shirt. And she's like, I'm okay. I'm fine. And she's backing up, getting nervous about what's about to happen. 
And so as she's doing that, here comes Nisi. Nisi comes into the house and she's like, oh, good, you know, good. Thank goodness you're here. And um, the police officer's like, we think that she's injured. That's why we're trying to question her and see what's going on here. And so Nisi was like, injured. And so as that's happening, Dana hears the phone vibrate. She hears Kevin's phone. And so she goes to answer it and it's Penny. And Penny is like, hey, can you put Kevin on the phone? Like, I see all the stuff going on. Can you put him on the phone so I can talk to him real quick? And so Dana's like, Kevin's not here right now. And so she was like, but you're talking on his phone. And she was like, yeah, I know. That's because he left it. Y'all, this is getting freaking crazy. I don't know what's about to happen. So as they're trying to convince Nisi to have Dana go to the hospital, she was like, oh, I'm the head nurse at such and such hospital. Like, we'll just see about that. So... As they're talking to Nisi, we get a knock at the door, and it's Penny. And so Penny comes in, and she apologizes to Dana, and she was like, I'm so sorry for barging in, but I'm just so concerned about Kevin. I just talked to him not too long ago, and now he's not answering the phone. I can't find him. He's missing, this, that, and the third. And so I called the cops because I got worried. And so they were like, wait, you called the cops? And she was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like I said, I was worried about him. And so, Nisi is, oh, and before that, we find out because, well, our we already knew. We knew that he had a substance issue of some sort. And so, Penny is like, I'm so sorry, Dana, but did you know that Kevin struggled with substance issues? And so, she was like, you know, basically when shit gets sticky, you know, he reverts back to old habits. And so, Nisi is like, oh, hell no. You mean to tell me that y'all only came over here because some white woman called to report her white man, her white brother missing all over a substance issue? But my niece is over here bleeding from her back and y'all trying to hassle her at six o'clock in the freaking morning? Oh, nah. Mm Mm-mm everybody out everybody got to get out y'all need to go before i call a lawyer and so now the police are like well have a nice night miss james that's what your ass get (laughs) and so once they leave penny stays behind for a second and penny is like where's my brother and dana's like i'm so sorry penny like i have no idea where he is and At that moment, I thought Dana was going to break down and try to explain what's going on with Kevin and where he might actually be, but she never says a word about it. Instead, well, Penny was leaving out and she was like, wait, and then she hands Penny Kevin's phone and she was like, just in case he comes back. And so Penny leaves out with no explanation, a missing brother, like, it's crazy and like I said he's got substance issues now granted the police was wrong for doing what they did but she's concerned about her brother because she's seen him fall before you see what I'm saying so I understand that part of it and so as soon as she leaves Dana starts to break down 
And Nisi is like, Dana, you have got to tell me what is going on. And she was like, I was going to tell her. I really was, but I don't think that she would believe me. She just wouldn't believe me. She, I was going to tell her the truth. And Nisi is like, what truth, Dana? Meanwhile, oh, Dana was like, I left him. I left him back there by himself. I left Kevin where he was. And this was why he didn't want to go back with your ass initially. But then he softened up and was like, okay, all right, we ride or die. But now you done left him. (laughs) So she was like, I left him back there by himself. So as she's saying that, Tom done busted in one of the cabins and done found Kevin with Nigel. And he got a gun. Y'all, I think this is Olivia's cabin. What the hell finna happen? Oh, Lord. I'm so worried for all of them. Somebody needs to take Tom ass out. Just go ahead and take him out real quick. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna miss him. Okay, y'all. Y'all know I be trying to go scene for scene when I'm on location. But y'all, that last little... 10 minutes was so good, I didn't even have anywhere to pause it, okay? That's how good these last 10 minutes was. So, of course, Tom busts in, and he's going to Kevin right away, trying to figure out where in the world did Dana and Olivia go? And so, he was like, where did they go? What You were in on this? What, what happened to them? And he was like, whoa, whoa, wait. What are you talking about? What do you mean? And he was like, they're gone. And he was like, Who's gone? And so it was like, Dana and Olivia, they're both gone. They've disappeared. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so he was like, deceit, deceit, deceit. I don't know what type of witchcraft foolery y'all are doing. And as soon as he said that they disappeared, Kevin was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Because he knew that Dana had transported back to the future. And so... He's stuck now. And I don't know what the hell is about to happen to him. So back in the future, Penny, or back to the present, Penny is walking outside from when Dana gave her the phone. She's visibly upset. Concerned neighbor and her annoying ass husband, Carlo, are standing outside along with the rest of the nosy ass neighbors in the neighborhood. And, um, they're trying to get the inside scoop. So you know what they do? They offer they offer her a cup of coffee. And they're like, yeah, are you okay? And she's like, I, I don't know. You know. And so then she starts crying and concerned neighbor gives her um, a tissue to blow her nose. And so after that, they're like, oh, well, you know, it, it's been a long night. Would you, would you like a cup of coffee? And um, she was like, yeah, that, that actually sounds pretty good. So she don't let her defenses down. And um, they were trying to get more information about Kevin and who he was and what was going on with that. So I guess they're going to milk her for everything she got at this point. But she don't know a lot either. So we'll see. But anyway, over to Dana and Nisi. So Dana and Nisi are sitting down talking Nisi is looking at these lashes on Dana's back. And she was like, oh, baby, what happened? And so Dana's telling her that she got whipped by Tom 
when she was stuck on the plantation and um she was saying that she was basically telling her everything that was going on like she told her the whole truth like that she was getting pulled back to the plantation and how she would get triggered to be pulled back and then what would cause her to come back to the present and so she gets upset because she's like I told Kevin I promised Kevin that I wouldn't leave him there by himself and y'all they could have gave Dana some visine or something. I didn't see not one teardrop from her eye. Even though her eyes were watering, I never saw a teardrop. They could have gave her some visine or something. And so she got upset. She got really upset because she, like I said, she promised Kevin that she wouldn't leave him there because he didn't want to go back at first initially anyway. And so Nisi's like, okay, well, what can we do? And so she tells, well, Dana says, if, I can get back in time. Maybe I can still get Carrie and Rufus together, but I don't even know how to do that at this point because Rufus has gone off with his trifling ass mama. Ooh, I can't stand that lady. So she's a good actress. If I <laughs> so she was like, I don't even know where to begin at this point. And so Nisi mentioned something about the Bible, the family Bible, because Dana is trying to track the ancestry at this point. And so Nisi was like, well, have you looked at the family Bible? And she was like, where is that? And she was like, the last time I saw it, it was back in Brooklyn at grandma's. And so of course, Dana hurries to the box where all of grandma's belongings were. They find the family Bible. And it literally traces all of their ancestry from the time that they can remember. Now, let me say this. Because I know up to a certain point that it can be tracked. But way back when, I'm not even sure if some of that stuff is accurate. Because, you know... And one of my best friends, she's from, her family's from Ghana. And so in those times, they didn't really have like actual dates, like birth dates, like look at the dates to say, okay, I was born on November 18th in 1904 or something like that. A lot of them do not know their actual birth date. They just guesstimate. Um, and so the fact that they have like an ancestry book, that's amazing. But when we start getting that far back, I have to start questioning, like, is this legit? If that makes sense to y'all. So hopefully I explained that correctly. So they go back and Nisi's like, there she is, there's Carrie. And then we see the date 1849. And so then she was like, no. That's not the right carry because I know that the carry that I know was born before then. And so she keeps going back a little bit further and she finds that Rufus, she was right about Rufus, Rufus and Alice, Alice, y'all, they had a baby together. And so Dana is like, oh my God, I was wrong. I was wrong. I don't know what to do at this point. And so she's like, she's trying to think to figure out how in the hell she can get back in time. She looks at the clock 
and uh Nisi is like what what can I do what can I do and she was like there I mean there's nothing you can do and so she tries to comfort her and she was like stop I don't want you to touch me because I don't want to risk you going back to and then I have to save somebody else and so she's trying to figure out how to get back and then we flash over to Kevin Kevin has gotten older y'all because three hours in the present has passed and so it's no telling how much time has passed back in the past and so Kevin's gotten a little bit older we see that he's got some gray hairs in that beard now y'all and then he's on a horse so I'm gonna assume that he's probably some type of overseer if he's not the actual plantation owner himself at this point and then I have to wonder is Tom still around or if Kevin is on a different plantation, right? So we see Kevin and we see him look at one of the women slaves. And so then he's like, hey, Alice, hurry up. We got to get back before the sun goes down. And so Alice is still with him. So this is great news. So Alice is still with him, but she's a teenager. She looks like she's a teenager now, okay? If not a young woman at this point. So Dana is quickly running out of time to try to get back. And so, because the last time we saw Alice, she was what, maybe 10? So yeah, <laughs> some time has passed. And so um, as we see that, it flashes back to the present and... Alan, oh, ugh, ass, finally calls Nisi back and was like, hey, look, I don't know what's going on, but I just got a call from the uh, police department in New York, and they said that they found Olivia. And as soon as Nisi hears that, she drops the phone. Because not only is what Dana's saying true, but now we know that Olivia was telling her the truth as well when she was telling her that some weird shit was going on and Nisi didn't believe her. They, nobody believed her. So it's getting good, y'all. But that's how the episode ends. Y'all, this episode was really good. This was a great way to wrap up the season. This was a great way to leave a cliffhanger because maybe we can try to find Olivia too. So maybe they're going to go to New York, grab Olivia and try to figure this thing out together. How is she, how is Olivia going to be received? She hasn't been back in so long. Like it's been, what, 20 years at least since she's been gone? Like yeah it's been crazy so it was a very good way to end the season i i enjoyed the show it did have a lot of triggering moments where i was just screaming at my phone screaming at the tv I, uh, yeah <laughs> i'm sure y'all were too if you watched the show but yeah overall really good show i hope they have a second season Thank you guys so much for rocking with me. And if you don't watch the show, thank you for listening to me tell you what was happening on the show. I appreciate you. I really, really do from the bottom of my heart. Listen, if y'all have any new shows, please let me know, okay? I was going to try to do Love After Lockup, 
I'm not the season is not too far away for me to catch up at this point because I'm getting rid of this show and then one of us is lying um but let me know if you guys have any new shows that you guys want me to cover um I'm trying to feel around Toya Sue Joe y'all let me know if y'all got any new shows that y'all watching Toya mentioned Bel Air I I might look into it if I have some time but either way thank you guys for listening to me this long I really do appreciate you guys I love you as always please share with people you love people you hate everybody okay nieces aunties uncles and sometimes even your grandparents because I've gotten better with my mouth okay it's just certain episodes where it's a little bit more frequent cussing (laughs) than not (laughs) so that's all I have for you guys please rate and review if you haven't already and until we meet over the airwaves again I am Mo and I will talk to you guys soon Bye.